Hi, everybody. Hello. Um, <laughs> welcome to Praise... You're looking nice today. Oh, that's new. I like it. Um, welcome to Praise Dionysus. Praise him. Praise him. Oh. Um, today we're going to be speaking about Underwire by Gemma Caruana, Doghouse by Sidney Delacour, and If We Got Some More Cocaine, I Could Show You How I Love You by John O'Donovan. And Jake, isn't that the truth? It is the truth. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, but absolutely. And cocaine. this is part of our... Oh, cocaine. Yes. <laughs> cocaine to you, sir. And this is part of our Fringe Review. Fringopolis. Fringe. 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 Fringilla? Fringilla. Like, like chinchilla, but fringilla. Uh, yep. Oh, I've come up with a, with a jingle for us. Oh, yes. Do you want to, We'll do the intro music and then you can show us the jingle. Okay, ready? I'll, here's the intro. Oh. Chip, you gotta go straight into it or it'll sound like it's start of the intro music. Oh, okay. This, yeah. this is, okay. Give this people is, a second to cleanse their palate. This is the jingle. <laughs> That's there we good. Go. That's, yeah. Do you hear the fringe, fringe, no, no. That's it. That's the jingle. That's it. That's it. It's short. Jingles are short. That's good. That'll be the start of every episode from now on. Definitely. <laughs> Do you hear the fringe, fringe, Nando? No? Of course. Okay, well, <laughs> um, James and I just went and got coffee and food. Barn oh, me. Barn yourself. Barn we to all of us. almost got caught in hail. Wild. We were, like, about to walk out from under the cover of, like, a shop veranda. And just out of nowhere, just start pissing down with rain and yeah. hail. And I don't know when are. you're listening to this, but it's like, yesterday was the day that, like, what, Dan Andrews was like, all right. Tonight, everyone's going to die in the yes. rain. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we had a good run. But hey, death to you. And um, no, we're, we're fine. We yeah, are. We're thank fine. you for asking. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you but see you that are. thing? Of like, I feel like that, that video that went viral, I'm sure it was a TikTok, where it was like someone was talking about how people are under this misapprehension that climate change, when it affects us terribly, it's, got, it's like, a, like a gradual chip away thing, but it's actually much more like capsizing a canoe. Like once we pass a particular threshold, it just becomes terrible and there's no going back. It's not oh. like a slow melt. It's like a, all of a sudden everything's chaos. Shit, I didn't know. I was not aware of that. When's that canoe tipping? Mm. I know, sooner and sooner every day. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the Premier yesterday warned us about Noah's Ark being necessary. I didn't hear that. I've been being a bit hyperbolic. Oh, I thought you said that he made some sort of joke. Okay, never mind. No. no. Good, 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 good. No, no, no. Well, I was exposed <laughs> that I'm a moron. <laughs> um, um, so, give me a star rating then about how you feel about the state of global warming. Okay, is that what the star rating Assuming is that you believe in global warming. Well, I don't. You don't? Okay, No, right. obviously. That's okay, then, then rate the hoax. Okay, <laughs> as a ho- I'm done with this bit. I believe in global warming, and I rate global warming. And I worry that our flat earth is really in trouble. Yes, because <laughs> if all the water runs out of the ice, it's going to fall off the side. <laughs> I give global warming zero out of five. <gasps> Boo, global warming. <laughs> Boo. Jake, what are you... What do you give global warming? Can't be zero. I've already done that. Global warming. Um. Matora <laughs> Don't laugh at my Osama bin Laden song. <laughs> it just came back into my head. Carry on. Carry on. Um. I'm going to, I'm going to give it 911 stars because now I'm thinking about 911. <laughs> <laughs> or 911 American Emergency Services. That is also numbers. Nine eleven. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Have you ever stopped to think about that? The, the jet fuel doesn't <laughs> burn at a temperature <laughs> high enough. Um, no, that nine eleven is also nine one one. Uh huh. Isn't that spooky? 
Spooky? Yeah. Let's talk about... <laughs> I guess we better talk about Fringe. Fringe. Um, do you want to do your little jingle before we get started? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> do you hear the Fringe? Fringe Nando! <laughs> hey, James. Hi. Hi. We, <laughs> we need to get a better intro than just saying hello to mm, each other. Look, probably, but... Are you going to workshop that? Nope. I'm pretty busy. Absolutely I don't... <laughs> not. I don't care about it enough. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe that's better. Let's go. Uh, that's yeah. good. So I went to the Butterfly Club. Oh, you know. I love the Butterfly Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I went there to see uh, Gemma Caruana's Cabaret Underwire. Oh, cute. Okay, fun. Fun. Yeah. What part I, of that was I cute? say that because I was at Butterfly Club last night and I saw the poster for Underwire. So oh, it's a fun registered. poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. so full disclosure, Gemma is a pal of mine. Um, she's the partner of partner of Connor. Connor Dario, oh, yep. who everyone's very familiar with at this point. He's fantastic. And he was on stage with her playing the piano, accompanying all of her songs and Does whatnot. Does he play the piano? He plays it enough to play the piano in a okay. cabaret. God, that's <laughs> impressive. Good on you, Connor. Yeah, he's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And so the, the premise of the show is about Gemma having large breasts. So Great. part of her, like, um, so like Maltese... Construction. Sorry, <laughs> has I was about been... to say, you mean fat cans? <laughs> I seldom mean fat cans. Oh, that jumped into my mind. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. Um, but yeah, no. So that, that essentially, that's what it's about. It was her experience of growing up as someone with like larger breasts than she, like was practical for her. Yeah, right. Um, and everything kind of surrounding that experience and everything that it's like tied to. Oh, cool. Um, is the general idea. And then it was her also showcasing her like really fantastic singing voice. Mm. And on top of that, her terrific diction, her like ability to tell a story in a really captivating way. Like yeah. part of what was like really, really evident was like, she belongs on stage. That's super obvious. Um, and yeah, she just like has a dynamic presence and a dynamic way of speaking in the same way that she really stuck out in that show that I recently saw that Lachlan Seal play. Um, uh, this is life. Oh she yeah. Was like, oh, was yeah. She was like, yeah. She was. She was like, like the lead sort of like mean girl of the high school where it was. Yes. Set. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, she's marvelous. So it's it's great, and it's yeah. She really held her own in in this cabaret. It was great. great. Her voice is beautiful. Her m- opening song was a for legal reasons not memory from Cats, but she replaced memory. Was with... it going to be memory? That's what she did. Oh. Yeah. Gemma, I'm so glad. So... Oh. She's a visionary. That's so good. Yeah. Memory. <laughs> Etc. <laughs> you know the rest. Yeah, it was super good. She employed a device that we've spoken about a fair bit in our private time. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the, like, on the podcast yet, but for a while we've talked about the concept of a sincerity stool. Oh, yes. <laughs> but did she use the sincerity stool genuinely? Of course. So she did the good. thing. If those, of, if those of you at home that don't know what a sincerity stool is, it's a thing that happens like largely in cabaret, mm. where it's like when someone's going to tell a serious story or a sad story, or it's like the vibe is like, mm. okay, let's be serious for a second. They pull out a stool and sit down. Down. <laughs> and all, like, you can imagine them in like a black turtleneck pulling the stool aside going, hey guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this has all been fun and games, but <laughs> we need to talk about this one Three thing. Three weeks ago, I had a fall. You know, like that sort of... <laughs> and it really hurt. I'm better now, but it really changed me. Three weeks ago, I had a fall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining the person doing this cabaret is 80. Eight. <laughs> okay, and they've had a fall. Yeah, means ha- a lot to them. How does it then unfold? Oh, and <sighs> after the fall, I got scanned, and then the scans revealed that... My I'm head has bad. to cut off. I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> to the bone. That'd be a good way to start a music video. They're looking at scans and they're like, oh no. <laughs> and it's like, what's wrong? And then the doctor's like, you're 
Bam! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good. then the yeah, camera cuts to you just kicking stuff in the hospital <laughs> with my broken leg. <laughs> yeah, I'm too bad for you. I'm too bad for me, etc. <laughs> I want to hear more of this song. I think a lot of people do, and if you do, I'm too bad for all of this. I broke my knee. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, there's a rap. Maybe Nicki Minaj can do it. Wah. Oh, my Nicki Minaj impression. That's Wah. Really... Wah. <laughs> yeah, that Thank was really you. well done. Uh, so Gemma was in a show called Underwire. She was. There was this really, like, I, I, yeah, this really, for some reason, hit me hard. I don't have, not to jinx anything, I don't have a lot of history with, like, me having to deal directly with the medical situation in terms of my own health. Sure. Like, I, I I'm not one of those people that has a life of a lot of doctor's visits. No, no, you know? neither, neither am I, no. Yeah, um, not because I'm healthy, but because I just don't go. Um, but, yeah, but there was this, like, like powerful, interesting sequence part where she was kind of, like, sort of, she sort of showed her sitting there listening to a, the, the surgeon that was to do her breast reduction mm. um, and explaining all of, like, the sort of like side effects or implications or even just like details of the aftermath of how the surgery would like look and feel for her. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like watching her be kind of avalanched upon by all of this medical jargon. Um, yeah, for some reason this like resonated with me in terms of um, what would, if, if I were to undergo something like that, like that's sort of... It's a lot of overwhelming information to be told at once. Yeah, and just having to kind of like very much just kind of like trust this person to do something that they may never think about again, but is going to affect your body for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 What's that saying? That, oh, I heard this in a Star Wars episode recently, but it ties <laughs> in. The, uh, the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. Oh. oh. In a Star Wars show you were watching. In Andor, one of the best Star Wars shows out there. What's Andor now? Andor, it's the new Star Wars show. It's about Cassian Andor. He was in Rogue One. It's a prequel series because he dies at the end of Rogue One. Spoilers. Okay. Um, and it's really good. It's all about like the slow burn of the rebellion being birthed. It's very interesting. It's like about like the... It's more about like the political intrigue side of things. There's no like fancy Jedi lightsabers or anything. It's just like the people in the world of the universe. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah, but that's a great phrase from that episode. A uh, friend of mine wants Andor to be his middle name. Okay. Yep. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> right. Um, there was also a part where, of course, it being about breasts and about, and Jeremy, of course, being a beautiful person. Um, and being a woman in today's society, there's of course like yeah, she goes into like to a really interesting extent the things she explores with this um, with her show, talking about the experience of being catcalled a lot throughout mm. her life from a, like a very like very young age, right? Being a thing because of the way that she developed, um, and then how after her like after her operation it continued to happen, and then it sort of like the way she tells the story it pushes her into understanding and grappling with the thing of like she can't let herself feel responsible for the way that people treat her. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, and realising that the people from whom these cat calls are spilling, they are the issue, and that's not an issue mm. that she can fix, but it's an issue that shouldn't be occurring. God, and that she... such a minefield of a mental maze to go through. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and certainly one that people shouldn't have to navigate, especially when they're, like, 14 years old. No, no. Yeah, um, but yeah. But yeah, it was, an like, yeah, an exciting, important piece of art that she made hmm. so yeah it'll be exciting to see I imagine that it will have a life beyond because this was it's like world premiere season oh, fun. Um, so yeah it'll be cool to see what happens next with it and with her because she's yeah phenomenal So maybe there can be a sequel what would the sequel to Underwire be called the sequel to I, I only just found out what an Underwire is 
You really don't know anything about women, do you? I don't know about boobs. <laughs> I know things about women, just maybe not how to dress them. Yeah, that's fair. That's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, did you know what an underwire was before this cabaret existed? Yeah. You did? Yeah. How would you describe what an underwire is? It's like, it's the wire that goes at the bottom part of a bra to sort of keep everything... Well, congratulations, James. Yes, you're a genius. <laughs> it, it is also a certain amount of... If you say logic, I'm going to glass I was going to say common sense. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> You're calling me less than common. Yes. <laughs> and nonsensical. Um, I would call the sequel to Underwire... Overwire. Overwire? Uh, is that a bra term as well? No. No. There is no overwire that I know of. Okay. Maybe there is. It's like a telephone wire. People with boobs, write in. <laughs> Got a okay, boob? If you want to hear. <laughs> Ah, uh, great. Okay, well, as I hear our inbox fill up with the letters of the boobed. <laughs> <laughs> the baboobed. Ah, uh, yeah, let's keep on... Let's keep, let's keep on gabbing. Sounds great. Woof, woof, Jake. Oh, my. <laughs> You're woofing at me. I'm woofing because I'm a dog. And God, I wish I had a house. Oh. Because then it could be called Dog House. What could? Oh. <laughs> The situation, I guess. <laughs> the situation is very doghouse. Very doghouse. Um, I went to see Doghouse. Oh! Yes, there we go. That's convenient, because you were just talking about I it. I was. No, no, I actually <laughs> said those things so that I could sort of segue into this show. Oh, organically uh, done. Premeditated, thank you. Good. Um, full disclosure from the get-go, yes. uh, the director of this show, Sam Weldon, I lived with for a, for a short while, and I'm a big fan of... Of uh, him and what he does, and in him in general. Um, Great. <laughs> Great. Thank you. That's good. Uh, and also, uh, likewise, uh, Daisy, one of the cast members, I'm a big fan of them. We used to work with each other also, and we're also good chums. Mm. Um, and I just love everything they do. So I, I um, just getting that out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, went to see Doghouse. This was also at the Motley Bow House. Great. Um, upstairs I'm, or downstairs? Downstairs. Ah. Downstairs. I haven't been to the upstairs one that I've heard so much about. Oh, at all in at your all? life yet? Never. No. Oh, wow. I wonder what'll drag you up there first. Probably a show. Yeah, as opposed to... A uh, dragon. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're making that face because the idea of a dragon dragon Dragons. is fun to yeah, say. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, so in we pop. Yep. Because um, we. We, well, we turned out to be, I went alone. Yep. Um, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cut off about it. Uh, and I was um, pleasantly surprised by running into Molly Ward. Great. Molly Ward. So I sat with Molly Ward... Um, and also, Harry, one of your lighting... Harry, oh, lighting, Harry Hogan. Harry Hogan, yes. Oh, incredible Harry who Hogan. Who I met for the first time mm. at this show. Amazing. Who seems super lovely. Didn't oh get a God. super good chance to have a chat with She's the greatest. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it seemed really, really lovely. So, ended up sitting with a good good little posse of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we walk in, sit down. Not in the front row this time, because it was a sold-out night. Mm. Um, and we didn't manage to get to the front, so we were probably like four rows back. Uh-huh. The set is a club bathroom. Okay. The whole the whole show is set in a club bathroom, uh, and so the so it's like we're sitting there, and there's like a bathroom stall on the right of a st- stage left. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, there is like another 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 like wall on the right, like they're sort of like standalone little things, and then in the middle there's like a club mirror, like a bathroom mirror, okay. and a little sink. Um, and all of it is covered in graffiti. Mm-hmm. It's all been done really well. It looks exactly what you would expect to see in a, in a grimy nightclub. Now, I can't remember if Doghouse is either the name of the club. I think it was actually the name of the queer night at the club. Mm-hmm. Like, and like um, Poof Doof is a queer night at, what is it, Chasers, I think? 
Chase's nightclub? Is that true? I don't know. I've been I'm to pretty Poof sure that's true. twice. Yeah, I've been once. Bad time. Um, <laughs> I beat you, is what I'm saying. You beat me... To death. <laughs> I poofed off. Oh, well, rest that's in peace. That's means. Beats you to death. You do poof to death. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's next? All right. <laughs> taking down the gays. <laughs> Who's the next victim? Who's next? There's all women done. Oh, my. Um, anywho, so yes. sat on down, yeah. watched the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so the whole show is set in the in the bathroom. Um, and it's I think it's a really fun idea for some little stories because it's all about... The, it's a slice of life piece of theatre. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about the messy sort of webs we weave as like Melbourne people with you go to the club with your housemate and you run into your ex boyfriend with their new partner who is works with your housemate and you know them through that. You know what I mean? Like sure. this little tangled web. So it's, I think there were six of them. One, two, three, five. There were five of them. Five what? Cast members. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go with me. Are you aware that by the time you talk, people can hear you? <laughs> so, the show starts. Yeah. And out comes uh, Gideon Cohen, mm. playing Ruben, mm-hmm. who is like a very quintessential, beautiful gay. Mm-hmm. Like like a um, like tight little crop top and like gorgeously made up face. Saunters on and sort of like write, very slowly writes on the white, on the mirror, the word doghouse, which I thought was just a nice way to open the show. Yeah. It just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm God. there. What? I'm listening. Yeah, this is nice. It was yeah. just nice. Great. Um, and then, yeah, it unravels. Uh, I say unravels because the night just goes a bit chaotic. Oh. <laughs> I'm listening. Why are you doing this? <laughs> doing what? I'm just actively listening. <laughs> you snarky bitch. No, I'm into it. Uh-huh. It's just funny. I say unravels because things really get a bit crazy. Well, I wanted <laughs> to explain that I chose the word for a reason. So one of my favorite parts of the show was Daisy, and they were playing this character named Charlie, mm. who sort of was on the fringe of the group of other characters that we know. Didn't really know anyone too well. I think they worked with Gideon? With, mm. oh, sorry, Ruben, the, the gay. Um, and on comes... <laughs> I say the gay because they are the gay. Okay. Um, and on comes Charlie, uh, and Charlie is having an acid trip. Mm. And I don't know, there's something about watching Daisy do a performance as someone who is having a really bad acid trip that I could just watch all night. Mm. Like, just, there'll be, like, a, a normal scene going on, and in the background is just Daisy, just very, like, casually taking in their surroundings and then noticing that, I don't know, their face is melting or something. Mm. And just watching Daisy do that was just such a fun time. Right. Um, and I just love, I think there's also something about watching people pretend they are on drugs or pretend they are drunk that tells you a lot about what they think about that drug or being drunk. You yeah, know that's what I mean? true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Isn't, like, a nightclub the worst place to do acid? I would think so. And this character had never really done many drugs. So, right. like, yeah. So, I think that was the, the joke. He's sort of like... Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they've done acid. Like, they met with... Um, uh, so, another character in the show is uh, Jade, played by Stevie McKeon. Um, she comes on and she's friends with, this is what I mean, it's a tangled sort of mess of people. Mm. So Jade is like friends with Ruben um, and knows other characters in the show through various ways. But sort of runs into Charlie and is like, are you having a good night? And Charlie's like, oh, I've had some acid. And everyone's reaction is, oh, <laughs> oh, you're going to have a really bad night. Yes. Which is, first of all, a horrible way to talk to anyone who's on acid. Mm. Um and so, yeah, Daisy does go on to have a terrible... Charlie goes on to have a terrible, terrible night. Yeah. Um, which was just kind of funny. Poor Charlie. Um, another character in the show uh, is... Uh, where is it? Dennis. Noah Jansen. Now, Dennis... I Dennis is a tall, 
I mean, first of all, no, a handsome, gorgeous man. Very, plays just the quintessential soft boy, fuck boy, bisexual... I don't know. You, do you know what I mean when I say those words? Like, are those things that I marry thought, up to people? Sure. I thought that a soft boy and a fuck boy, they couldn't coexist in the same person. Because aren't they, like, at odds with each other? In my head, they sort of do coexist. Because the, the, the idea of both of them, like, isn't the, the part where they overlap is that they aren't looking for any commitment. They just want to have sex with people. But mm. fuck boys are sort of douchey about it and soft boys are emotional about it. Is, am I yeah, understanding I that correctly? More, yeah, okay, you're right. I think more soft boy. In I'm just case. sort of guessing. No, no, not... that sounds more correct to me. Let's go with soft boy. Um, and so along he comes and he's, yeah. first of all, so tall. Just like, just so tall. <laughs> Needs to be said. Needs to be said. He's a, a tall man. man. Tall, tall person. Yes. Uh, so they come on and they, like, so he was in a relationship with Ruben, mm-hmm. but now they're broken up and he's come here with his new girlfriend, Kate, played by Indigo Howland, really, really well, I might say. That, like, Kate was like the only character that was just, she made this comment about being a a straight girl at a gay club and how she didn't feel like she really should be there and she didn't want to spend her time there but her boyfriend wanted to be there and have a good night so she's come along to support him mm. and yeah Indigo is just a really gorgeous gorgeous actor I just really enjoyed watching her play that role mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's what, like they all sort of just swirl around each other throughout the course of the night and then we only see them because we are only seeing the bathroom we only see them as they come in getting more and more progressively fucked up and is more... it real time? no it's not ah oh. It's sort of like, a, it's not real time, but it feels like it because people leave and then come in and it's a different group. So it could be, but you can tell they've been spending more time out on the dance floor getting more fucked up. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay, so is it essentially like it's real time except that when they leave the bathroom, time speeds up until yes. someone comes back in? Yeah, which is not real time, I suppose. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my answer, Jake, no, it's not real time. Great. <laughs> I'm glad we clarified a lot of that stuff. <laughs> I don't know how time works. Um, <laughs> sorry. sorry. You made me laugh. Um, yeah, so I just, I think I just, part of the thing I enjoyed most about the show is how true it is to just experiences that I've had in particular out at the club. Getting <laughs> You love the club. I love the club, getting lit with my fam. Um, and that sort of like, I don't know, the sort of drama that we give that situation of, like, you're going out for a night, it's going to be a a night out with friends, things are going to happen, and it Mm. is already very dramatically charged. Sure. Um, And I think it was... Is that how you approach an evening out? Always, yeah. I think it's fun to approach it like that, first of all. But also, I think, you know, you never know who you're going to run into. And every time I go to Circuit in particular, I always run into someone that I hate. Always run into someone I hate, and always an enemy as well. Yeah, like it's always just a a, it's a night fraught with danger. These and they are separate things. People you hate and your enemies are different. Different. Is there a key difference? Uh, I guess the difference is people I hate aren't necessarily my sworn enemy, and they might they probably don't even like. They probably don't even know know I hate them. No, that's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you're listening to this, I don't hate you. Um, (laughs) You can't guarantee that. Anyone, anyone. I love them all. Uh, But enemies are people who have personally wronged me. Okay. And there are a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And they're always out of the club. Okay. And that's what I sort of got from this. Because, you know, Gideon is sort of upset to be seeing Dennis there because Dennis wronged him. And that's just something that I was, I sort of, that sort of situation is sort of the the theatrical charge that I think those knights have. Mm-hmm. And so there's also something about the way they kept coming into the bathroom to have these dramatic moments almost felt like 
a different way of doing an aside from like the main drama. Mm. So they'd come in from that to sort of have their quiet moment in the in the loo. Mm. And it felt almost like the little rituals we perform when we go out like this. Like you you, you take yourself aside, not because you need to pee, but because you need a moment to just give your ears some quiet from the thudding. You need a moment to have a sniff of something to keep going, or you need a moment to perform a little incantation into your phone, you know? Why, do, do you often, do you, what do you think of the bathroom at a club? Do you, do you find it a safe space? Because I find it a very safe space. The to, bathroom at a yeah, nightclub? Yeah, to be able to find somewhere to lock yourself in and have a moment. Like alone in the cubicle or with people? Both. Mainly in the cubicle to lock yourself in and have a moment. But um, if oh, sure. In terms of like coping with like social anxiety and whatnot, yeah. the cubicle is a very welcome yeah, spot. That's a safe haven. Mm. Beyond that, no. I can't really... No, I'd say I've really had, if any, like sweet, like helpful sanctuary moments with another person in a bathroom. Okay. I'd say... Um, I'm open to it, but... <laughs> Bring but it no. on. Yeah, no, but I don't think, if anything... My instinct is to say that I've had negative versions of that. Oh. Um, like running into someone that I did not want to be talking to in a bathroom. But even that, I don't know if I'm just inventing that because I just... <laughs> I feel like I have a, a... Which I'm just uncovering now. I tend to look back up at my past with a readiness to find trauma there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a safe way to do it, I guess. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. But yeah, no, no, no. I think I've had really no pivotal moments. No, I have had pivotal moments in bathrooms. But... What was that memory? You're just I, unlocked. I'm certainly not allowed to talk about it, but... <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Can you tell me? I, uh, in private. Great, okay, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, any, uh, but, uh, yes. But, anyway... Stop, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Um, what's your next question? Do you have a no, question? No, more questions. <laughs> I think you're done answering Oh, not everything. about that subject matter. <laughs> um, no, I've got no other questions. Um, I would just say that I wanted to shout out to... Shout out! Uh, to Anthony Carr, who did the sound design. Yeah. Because there was a soundscape, obviously, because it's the club bathroom, of the music through the club the entire time. Yeah. Like, the entire show was this music pumping. Oh, wow. But it sounded like it was in the other room. And I think it would, it takes, I imagine it takes some skill mm. to make music like that that isn't, not, it's not so intense that it steals the scene, but it's believably club music. Mm. Like, And it wasn't like, it didn't get to the point where it was just grating in my brain. Yeah. Which I think is quite a talent to have. So Anthony Carr, well done on that. No, that's great. And that it was, sounds like tricky sound design. Yeah, and it was sort of genuine music that I was tempted to have a boogie to. Oh! Uh, a temptation to dance. A temptation to dance! It's rare to find a show that gives you the temptation to dance. And yet here I am. Yes. Dancing. Um, <laughs> another fun little touch that I really enjoyed was at the very end of the actual show. Um, it was sort of like very, it was quite abrupt. We were all watching and then the house lights just came on. <laughs> like yeah. Just immediately. And out came um, Jack Bell, who was actually the producer for the show. Yeah. One of the, the third in the... Uh, triumvirate of creators mm. um, comes out in this all black and like, just does the ush the um uh, not usher bouncer thing of being like all right get out get out and it really did that thing of just the immediate oh god the lights because <laughs> have you ever been in a club when they flick the lights on yeah horrible yeah and it immediately just took us all oh shit right there so that was just no, a really yes. good little touch of course, like, oh I've been dancing with a mop this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that was a bit... Because I think I saw it on... I think I, I recall I saw it on opening night. Mm. So everyone wanted to stay and applaud. So so yeah. that, that moment didn't didn't work in getting us out so much. Mm-hmm. But the actual turning on the lights I thought was a really neat little touch. That's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, doghouse. Mm, great. So uh, I love that the way the English language works okay. is that <laughs> that the way that it's doghouse is one word. You could pronounce it dofus. You could even say dose. You could just say dose. <laughs> dose. See, that's a strong way to close dose. talking about a show. Yeah. Dose. <laughs> Do you hear the fringe, fringe Nando? I'll think of another one the next yeah, time. Good, but that is that is still really good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I worked really hard. Um, so, Jake. Yes. Jake. Yes. Tell me about some theatre. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So I went with Blonde Haley to um, the meat market stables. Oh, yes. Yes. And we when went they to butcher s- the horses. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping to just see horse butchering, but this so night show instead. Yes, I was like, "What's what are all these people doing here? What is Gavin doing behind the bar? Oh, I've come to a place to see theatre. There uh, we go. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's called. If we get some more, if we, I'm gonna go again. We There's a lot of happen. words. We knew this would happen. A lot of the words are small, and so I swap them out for other small <laughs> words. You're right. Um, the play is written by John O'Donovan. Okay. And what's he, John O'Don? <laughs> Is Jono titled a play he wrote? <laughs> and how did he Jono do it? <laughs> read the Jono ti- read, read title of the Jono play, maybe. Uh, if we got some more cocaine, I could show you how I love you. Bravo. Thank you. From henceforth, we shall only be calling the show Cocaine. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And, yeah. So, <laughs> directed by Christian Cavallo. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, Christian's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, rocked up with Haley, ran into Sebastiano, and then we went in, uh, and then, yeah, entered. We went inside, and then, yeah, sat in the front row. Did we? No, second row. There was a man sitting in front of me who kept moving his head around. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we were sitting in there, and it, the set was just, like, this blue roof. Blue so, roof. It was like a roof, a bloof, if you will. I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, it was just, yeah, it's like you just cut the roof off a building. <laughs> what sort of, okay, when you say roof, yes. there's a lot of different types. Yep. Was it like a brick roof? Was it was, it like no, it was like a, roof? it was like a, almost like a wooden, like it was a, like a stage version of a roof. So it was like flat wood. Okay. And it was all blue. Great. But it was kind of, it was sloped. Great, okay. Um, yeah, there was like an up and a down. <laughs> right. You know, like when a kid draws a house and it has a roof oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing. <laughs> which, yeah, which the actors traversed really well. So it was like Grant Young and Lachlan Blair were in it. Wait, were they on top of the roof? They, they spent the whole thing on the roof. Because oh. the idea was that the two characters, it was like Halloween, they just like robbed, like I think a service station. And they had a bunch of like money and drugs that they'd stolen. Hot. Yeah. And they were like up on this roof waiting for this, like the security downstairs that were looking for them to go away so that they could go down and go to a party they wanted to go to. Right. That's really fun. Yeah. Something that was really impressive with their performances, and this is a lame thing to start with, but they were really good anytime that they were engaging with the height of the building. Mm. They were really good at conveying that they were high up. And they were really good at pretending to be worried about dropping stuff. They were really good at like reaching down as if there was like a long way to reach. That was just impressively I done. I mean, that's, I feel like that's an important part of pretending to be on a roof. That's great. Absolutely. Like, that's, that's good that they sold that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, uh, yes that was good. Um, yeah, so the, one of them was 18, one of them was 24, and they were kind of very, like, laddie in, like, the in like the British sense of okay. laddiness. You know? Chavvy. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're right, That sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's hot. Um, yeah, one was American and one was British sounding. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. You think that was a choice or just the actors? Um, I think it was a combo of okay. things based on my understanding of the text and of having spoken to people about the show. Yes. 
Um, yeah, that's my understanding. Okay. But, yeah, that happened. And then, as so, so, in terms of the title, so, like, part of what they have in their, like, their, their... My mouth is trying to say boodle. That's not what the word. What the hell's going on with you? What's the thing... It's is it booty? Is it bounty? When you steal things, what's yeah. the things you stole called? Bounty. Bounty? Like as in like Isn't a, bounty a, what you get if you catch the thing you're chasing after? Oh boot. Isn't a bounty hunter someone's like, okay, you go and catch Sandra Bullock and then I'll give oh, you a yeah. million dollars. Yeah, okay. Doesn't that, that's Just say things they stole. Caboodle? No, no, that's <laughs> a, a dog. A, a, a caboodle. Oh, what's a caboodle? What was the whole kit and caboodle? I actually don't. I actually don't know. Maybe I say that a lot. You do. I say. I. I always say the whole kitten caboodle. But I. I. I used to think it was kitten caboodle. When the, when Grant Bowler hosted the mole, they would call the money that they would get if they won the kitty. I don't think this is the kitty. I, don't think, this is the kitty. <laughs> I think you should maybe move on. So amongst the things that they stole, uh-huh. their loot. Loot. Maybe it's loot. Loot. It is loot. loot. Amidst the loot, there Good was well cocaine. Done. Thank you. Oh my god! Lucky Every time buttons. they did a snoof of cocaine, there would be. Why are you making that face? <laughs> you know why I'm making this face. You don't snoof cocaine. <laughs> you have a snoof. You have a snoof of cocaine. <laughs> you snoof it. <laughs> you have it snoofily. <laughs> and how would you like to take your cocaine? Oh, snoofily, please. <laughs> Go on, snoof it up. <laughs> Every time they snoofed it, uh-huh. <laughs> there was like a light that was sort of like this pulse of light and this sound effect that would go. Boom. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was, and it was it almost made the cocaine feel magical. Yeah, that, that like that's it was really a cool. real endorsement for cocaine. <laughs> Great, we should all be doing more of it. That's how I left feeling. Yes. <laughs> um, it, yeah, and it seems to almost as sort of like is referenced in the title. The more cocaine they did kind of like the more markedly ready they were to kind of like be open about the fact that they're sort of in love with each other. Oh, gays? Well, gays in the sense that they seem to be in love. They seem to have some sort of relationship going on. They're not really able to have it out loud because like one is sort of more comfortable with his sexuality than the other one. And the text kind of delves into trying to be gay in this like smallish kind of like relatively homophobic town. Right. um, And uh, a desire to be together but not being able to do it publicly due to them not having kind of like the same level of comfort with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like what the play kind of like circled around. That's was... a really fun little premise. I love that. Yeah, 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 something. Yeah. There was also the thing of like one of them wanting to leave the town and one of them wanting to stay oh. and um, said this interesting thing about how, which, which is kind of, it goes against what a lot of people say about these sorts of things, which is also interesting. Was a thought of like it, um, it takes courage to stay somewhere and it takes a coward to leave, you know, which is often the opposite of what people say, especially oh. about like little towns. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you could phrase it either way, depending on how you look at it, couldn't you? Well, totally, yes, mm. and it's you know interesting to see the the, the flip side of that perspective. Yeah, um, which yeah, you're right. Cool. I haven't heard that one before. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was something. It was nice, just yeah, it was nice to just sort of spend some any story about for obvious reasons and less obvious reasons. Any story about two people that want each other, like especially gay people. Yeah, two gay guys that kind of want each other but can't necessarily really have each other in the way they and want to. And then you add one of them might be leaving town. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, I mean that's that's tragedy. Leaving town. I'm heading out of town tomorrow. Oh my god, no! I thought I might say goodbye before I left. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, bye. <laughs> Rightio. Oh my god, devastating. Devastating. Oh, oh, what were the characters' names? You know, can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Mikey and Casey. 
Oh, it's cute because they both end in E's. Yeah, Mikey and Casey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey is the name of a public transportation ticketing system. And Casey of Donovan fame. Oh, yes, the most famous Casey. Yeah. Oh, is that the most famous Casey? Oh, I don't think we talk about Casey Affleck because of the allegations. I don't know who Casey Affleck is. Keep it that way. What are the allegations? You'll be disappointed. The allegations. Yeah. Um, that he's an alligator. It's alligator allegations. Ah, allegations. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I I really like this show. The sound of it sounds really good to me. Sure, yeah. No, red hot premise. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, they're on a roof. Gay on a roof. Gay on a hot roof. Did the cocaine lead to anything <laughs> silly happening? Like, were silly. there any... Uh, no, that's the thing. And again, I don't super duper... Not again, we haven't talked about this before. At all. I don't super duper understand the effects of cocaine on people. Okay. Um, I don't know if it does make you more prone for lovey confessions. I mean, in my mind, it just made you more prone to being like, Oh, you're going to go! I'm do a bunch of business! Oh. <laughs> yeah, all I remember is that when I was like having like drinks with Finian early on in knowing him, we were talking in a bar once... And we are just like animated fast talkers. And a man approached us asking if we had any cocaine <laughs> because of how fast we were talking. So that's kind of my frame of reference and right. cinema, which right. I'm learning not to rely upon when trying to understand how drugs work. Yeah, that seems like a good rule. Yes. Yeah. I yes. Think. It's like, yeah, cocaine makes you, I don't know. What, what, what's a family sweaty? Sweaty. What else? Is there like a quintessential cocaine movie? Like even in your mind, what's your cocaine go-to probably film? The, I mean, if I were to, like, I've only seen it once and never probably would watch it again, but probably Wolf of Wall Street just because they just do so much cocaine in that movie. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I guess one of the Godfather movies doesn't need to do like a whole bunch of cocaine and then just is that like. the Godfather or is that yeah. Scarface? Oh, maybe it is Scarface. I, I'm not asking I because I know. know. I yeah. think it might be the end of Godfather 2. He comes out and just... What do you say? Two, Godfather 2. Godfather 2, yeah. Okay. I think he comes out and just goes, bam, 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 bam. Say hello to my little friend. That oh. guy. Maybe I think that's all... Scarface. Is that Scarface? I don't Only know. based on conversations I've had against my will with people who are... That's in... the thing. I would yes. never voluntarily talk about either of these films. Wolf no. Wall Street or Scarface. This whole genre doesn't even like... Cocaine never really seems to lend itself to like cool people I'd want to spend time with. Like... Oh, except Cruel Intentions. Again, I've never seen Cool Intentions. As if you haven't seen... I feel like, why? I... <laughs> three. But you like Dangerous Liaisons. I di- Again, I've watched a bit of it, but I never finished the movie. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Confused. Yeah. I, um, I've been meaning to. I guess... No, that's a lie. Cocaine can be used by cool people, I suppose. Um... <laughs> I just think all the people are doing ketamine nowadays, aren't they? That's true. That's true. They're all more horses. Uh, there was this sweet thing that one of the characters said about um, his desire to... when it, In terms of like the, the whole thing of like wanting to be able to be publicly affectionate towards a person that you're really into. Talking about how this party they're trying to get to, he's excited to, to like show his like boyfriend or whatever it is like to show him off to his friends Aww. and the idea of just being seen together oh yeah right that's really nice I think that's really nice as well yeah yeah it is this why why do we as human beings want to show the people we love to other people we love ah! it's like look at them well first off there's the primary less interesting thing of like that sort of like social baptism point of a person that you're with being like, oh, this is the entry into like, now all these people are going to know your face and your name mm. and what your voice sounds like. Yeah, true. There's that. But then I think, and something that I've been thinking like a lot about recently, is just like the desire that we have for things inside of us to be validated by other people, you know? Yeah. Like the things in us don't really... I think they're really... And I say that I think this, while obviously a lot of people say that this is just a fact of human existence, but we need other humans to see things that are in us and are of us 
and to look at them and just validate them. Sure, I guess it's, it's the classic if a tree falls in the forest sort of thing, isn't it? If no one sort of is there to say anything about the qualities you believe you hold, are they real qualities in you? Completely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's... Yeah. No, and it's that sort of shit that like drives people towards, you know, causing a ruckus or getting tattoos or dressing a particular way. Causing a ruckus. Causing a ruckus. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm a Christian mother in her late 40s. I say Please things like ruckus. Please don't cause a ruckus. Don't cause a ruckus. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Oh. oh. No. Uh, do you have, before we <laughs> round out, I suppose that's all we have to say about this production. Cocaine. <laughs> Go on. Is there a song about cocaine that's yeah, quite good? Yeah, yeah, by um, Kiss. What is it? Um, cocaine. Oh, that. Oh, and that's Kiss. That's I, oh, not Kiss. That's Prince. Sorry, I said. Is I that meant, Prince? I meant Prince? I'm pretty sure that's Prince, the artist formerly known. And alive. That. Formerly alive. Formerly alive. Prince is dead. Jacob got bad news. <laughs> 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 That's one of the things I loved about Prince. <laughs> love I love him being alive. I love how alive he is. I hope that never changes. <laughs> uh, Are you currently Google or Trying to find out who who did cocaine. Da, 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 da. Cocaine. Da, da. That can't be Prince. Eric Clapton. See, that makes more sense because Prince's voice is higher. I thought <laughs> I was okay. I'm happy to accept that I'm wrong, but I was so convinced that Prince. Sang cocaine. cocaine. Why did I think that? I think there's some of these artists just have those songs that are just like, sexy sounds, sexy yeah. sounds, here's a word. Wow, I didn't... Okay, well that... What is, Jake, what is one other example of a song that I just described? Whereas, I guess tequila almost counts as a song like that. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? A song is just like a bunch of sound nonsense and then like one word happens. <laughs> well, yeah, tequila. <laughs> da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. Etc. Do Because we got time. Yeah. Um... And I guess thinking of Prince, I'm guessing for some reason I'm counting Cream by Prince as one of those songs. Oh, but that's, that's not really... That's hot. That's a good song. Cream is such a good song. Such a good song. Oh my God. Get out oh. 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 Anyway. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> go before we gassy. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I can still recall our last fringer. <laughs> Do you like that one? I I like it as much as I liked the other one. (laughs) So lots and lots. Um, We did it, guys. Our first (laughs) session of of saying things about Fringe. When you were lonely, you needed a Fringe. Someone to Fringe on and Uh, I and a Fringe. It's It's only natural, but why did it have to be fringe? fringe? Okay, alright, that's alright. That was a good duet. (laughs) Nearly, nearly in unison. Um, yeah, let's. We're gonna continue with this like. Fringetopia. Yeah. Yep. Fringetopia, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our fringe sport, a smorgas fringe. A small, mm, yeah, smorgas fringe, better than fring, fringe sport, but neither of them are really good. <laughs> good. <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so c- get ready for a continued barrage of this fringiness. <laughs> just, like, just call us hairdressers because we're going to chop through the fringe. Oh. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, right in. <laughs> Yes. No further information. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to keep seeing a bunch of stuff. I'm going to keep yep. talking it to you. We still have more shows to talk about. <laughs> a whole bunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, thank you nice. again for coming along this four wheel drive adventure through Melbourne Fringe. Speaking of four wheel drive, our next f- episode will be the fourth Fringe episode. Yes. <laughs> so join join us on the fourth episode. Yeah, where we finally complete. The four wheels of, of our fringe. Jeep. And yes. then we'll add more, I guess. Yep, and we'll have a whole fleet of fringe Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tight. <laughs>
James is tired, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, as always, we may already disagree with everything we just said. Our friends don't let their friends become theatre critics. Correct. Yeah. Um, happy Fringe. I hope you're out there seeing stuff. Go see things. Yeah, Support if, your friends. If that is when you're listening to this. <laughs> and even if it's not, go see things. Go see things. Things go are good things. for seeing. Things are good for seeing. Yeah. <laughs> go see your friends. Go see your enemies. Do it.